Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is Kenya, your host. So, so good to be back with you after the Thanksgiving holiday, but now we are moving into the belly, (laughs) the belly of the holiday season. So now, all right, I'll accept the Christmas decorations. It was really bothering me to see Christmas decorations before Halloween. Like that, that's unnerving. But now bring it on, bring it on. We are in countdown mode as we are wrapping up 2022, which is so crazy. So I'm excited to be back. Those of you who are new to our podcast, yay, welcome to our podcast. Um, This is a space where whether you are over 40, approaching 40, nowhere near 40, way beyond 40, uh, it's really, I think, just a nice, safe, comfortable zone and space for you to hear stories of people living their lives however they need to live their lives after 40. And I I hope that each week we bring you new inspiration. And this episode today, ah, such, such a light. That's just, I just such a light. The title of our episode 13 is my life is beyond anything I imagined. And, you know, a lot of times I take the titles, I, I quote from our guests. So this is something that our guest, a uh, sci-fi writer, author, and creative entrepreneur, Cerise Rennie Murphy, is here. And this is something she says within the episode. So stay tuned, dig into this episode as she explains more about this idea of living your life beyond what you imagine. Um, I think she goes into beautiful detail about not always even knowing the dream to dream, you know, Um, just really wonderful um, explanation and and sharing of herself as an artist, but beyond that, or and beyond that, um, as a woman, um, as a mother. And uh, so, yeah, this is a special Art Voices Matter episode. So we're just glad you're here. So can't wait for you to hear the goods. Um, Before we dig into the episode, just want to remind you, Um, that next Wednesday, December 7th, we'll be doing our free virtual event, our holiday WUSA and full moon meditation. I hope you join. We've got the ladies signing up. This is for ladies. My men tell your, tell the women in your life, your mama, your sister, your wife, your cousin, your friend, your student, whatever. Tell them to come on by and sign up for this free hour of connection. 
we will be doing, yes, a full moon meditation, but that's only 10 minutes of the hour. We'll be sharing some music. Um, if you want to share some of your wins, some of your wines, W-H-I-N-E-S of the year, I'll be giving away some virtual door prizes and I'll be sharing a lot more about our 2023 services that I am so excited about. Like I even like, I'm like, Ooh, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be a client. I want to be a person uh, who has signed up for this. We are bringing many retreats virtually every month. Uh, we have a special membership for that. Cannot wait to talk more about that. We're also, and this is huge. This is really special. Um, I've wanted to do this for a long time. I have partnered with a local um, space uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago um, hosting private individual retreats. Ah, so yes, I will be curating for those women who maybe aren't really wanting the group space, but really recognize I need a shift or I need to just rest or I need to be pampered or I need to really better understand this issue, this dilemma in my life and make a change. We're going to be offering individual retreats just for you. So you'll have your own space for the weekend, a really quaint space. Uh, we'll be working one-on-one. -on -one. You have time alone, you have time in nature, just really beautiful. And I'm, I'm just really excited about it. So to learn more about that, learn more about how you can do that. What does that cost? What does that mean? All the things we're going to be talking about all of that in our holiday WUSA. So if you just look at the show notes, uh, we have a link in the show notes, but if you go to holiday WUSA and WUSA is W-O-O-S-A-H. So holiday WUSA dot eventbrite.com. Just sign up for free. Um, some people are sending some donations and we thank you, thank you, thank you for that. It is not required. If you want to gift us during this holiday space, we accept it, but by no means do you have to do that. You can just totally sign up for free and join us. You'll get the Zoom link and you'll join us. It's at 7 p.m. Central Time on December 7th. Um, we'll also, it, it's 8 p.m. then Eastern Time. We'll also do just a little bit of um, journaling during the session on your own. I'll give you a prompt. We'll just take a few minutes. Again, just getting you in the mood of learning how to take time for self, reset, recharge, connect. So really, really excited about that. So I cannot wait for you to come. Make sure you sign up for that. It's in the show notes. And again, it's holidaywusa.eventbrite.com. All right. It is hashtag Thursday Thrive. Let's read our quote. I have an optimistic outlook on life. Again, I have an optimistic outlook on life. And here are two journal reflection questions, prompts for you. What about my future excites me the most? And what am I doing to get closer to my goals? I'll repeat that. What about my future excites me the most? And what am I doing to get closer to my goals? So chomp on that. 
Hopefully that inspires you. That inspired me. I need to do that reflection myself. And let's get to episode 13. My life is beyond anything I imagined. An interview with Cerise Rennie Murphy during our Art Voices Matter series. All righty, and welcome, my sister Sledge. She don't know I call her sister Sledge. Welcome, Cerise Rennie Murphy, to Hello, our podcast. My dear. How are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm good. Oh my goodness! And it's so funny because I haven't seen you. I know. Actually, I, know. I haven't physically seen you, and I don't even know since before the pandemic, the parallelogram. Right. <laughs> you said the parallelogram. That's way right. before the way panorama. Before it's been even long before that. I can't remember. Well, yeah. now, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a good while. But you know, I I bug you though, so I still get to hear your voice, and we don't <laughs> FaceTime very much, but I get to sometimes see you on the on on the websites and on the social media streets. But this is so special. I'm so excited. I didn't, I just sent you an email like I sent everybody else formally. So I was like, we'll, we'll see if she has the time and interest. So I'm just really glad you accepted. Oh, thank you for asking me. I was like, oh, this is really special. I got to figure out how I'm going to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you, you, you're a busy woman and so busy. I'm about to read something to you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So I just want you to sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that I was going to do any of this in our, you know, when I gave you a heads up. That's all right. <laughs> I'm down for whatever. <laughs> Just sit back and listen. And then um, I'm going to ask you a question afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. So Cerise Rennie Murphy is a national best-selling and award-winning author who has published 10 novels, children's books, and short stories. She fell in love with sci-fi or science fiction at the age of seven watching Empire Strikes Back at the Uptown Theater in Washington, D.C. with her sister and mom. It's a love affair that has grown ever since. Cerise earned her master's degree in social work and international relations at Boston College and Johns Hopkins School of Advanced or for Advanced International Studies, respectively, and built a rewarding 15-year career in program development, management, and fundraising in the community and international development arenas, all while appreciating the stories of human connection told in science fiction. In addition to being an author, Cerise is the founder of Virtuous Con, an online convention that celebrates the excellence of BIPOC. And those of you who don't know what BIPOC, that's Black Indigenous People of Color, creators in speculative fiction. Finally, she's the mother of two, and lives and writes in her hometown of Washington, D.C. So how did that feel hearing that read to you? A blessing. Like, yeah, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, it, it did make me think, oh, I've got to update that. It's like over 20 years now. <laughs> <laughs> Nonprofit, like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm older. I'm older than that. You're a little older. Not much, just a little. But, but no, I just feel like at first it was going to kind of hide. I mean, that's my instinct. But then I thought, no, that's me. 
That's what I did. You know, that's what I'm doing. And I'm grateful. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's, you know, it's always fun when I read um, my friends bios and I'll let the listeners know that Cerise is a very dear friend of mine. And, you know, so I know her, we met in our twenties and now we're after 40 and, um, you know, I know these things that she does, but when I read it all together, I'm like, wow, I just, I'm always fascinated, you know? So how, so, so we're going to dig a little bit more personally in how this life is as an artist. Yeah. Um, because you are an artist on top of also these other things. Um, but before we talk about that kind of now, when you think of your twenties, um, and yeah, let's stay in the twenties for a minute. Mm-hmm. Was artistry a part of life in 20s or were you more just in the international development space? And, and what was it like? I was absolutely just in the international development and community development space. I was an avid reader. I used to, I still do, write poetry. Mm-hmm. And even though I wrote 50 page grants for a living, I used to tell myself I could not write anything longer than five pages. <laughs> And I just, for everybody listening, I want you to understand that you're doing the thing you're telling yourself you cannot do. Like, and this is not unique to me. (laughs) Okay. But like, I fully, fully believe that. Yeah. Um, Never shared my poetry with anyone. Certainly. I mean, it took, I was three, four books in before I would call myself a writer. So the Mm. idea that you know, we're 10 books later. I'm looking at the proof of my 10 right now. I'm just, no, none of that was ever in my mind. I mean, were you even, when you would be reading and writing the poetry, would you ever kind of fantasize or maybe daydream a little bit, maybe one day? No, no. No. I'm one of those people where they're like, oh, wouldn't you just love to have a film or a book or something about you? And like, literally, I can't imagine anything worse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... I absolutely don't want that. No, no, I wouldn't share my poetry at a slam, much less publish it and then share it with people. No. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) we got to get into that because, and I'm so glad you're saying this because I think that people assume that authors, writers, creatives have been doing this, you know, since they were little in the, in the public published way. And it's like, we're dreaming uh, of themselves that way. No, I, you know, people will ask me, is this your dream come true? And I say, absolutely not. Mm. My life now is beyond, in almost every way, is beyond my wildest imaginings for myself. Mm. No, this is not my dream come true. (laughs) It it is not. It is beyond anything I could have imagined for myself. Wow. Okay. So, so let's speed up to the thirties. Let's get into thirties life. I mean, you have to kind of recall back a bit. Was it in this space that you started saying, huh, let me start connecting some of these thoughts or were you still kind of removed from this idea of being a writer or artist? Very much removed. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say though, I've always choreographed in my head. I, I love to dance. I, oh, I, so I, yes, choreograph because I was like, oh, choreograph writing. No, she's like no, literal dance. no dance. No, yeah. Um, that was always with me. I've always loved to dance, and mm. but other than that, I was not even that. I would identify as an artist. So in my thirties, no, for the most part, I was <laughs> not thinking about any of that. 
I mean, to, let's just be really honest because I'm talking to you and I assume that's what yeah. you want. <laughs> yes. So in yes. my 30s and 20s, I was just hoping to be picked, hoping mm. that someone would love me and trying to get my career together so that I could do what I wanted to do with my life, regardless of whether or not I found a partner. Mm. You know, mm. I grew up in a, in a, with parents who should not have been together, certainly not as long as they were, but my mom could not afford to leave my dad because she didn't make enough money to take both my sister and I. Mm. And so in my mind, I never, you know, I never wanted to be in that position. Think about what that says that you're yeah. already sort of planning to be in that position. But yeah. I just want, I just want to put it out there because you know, yeah. Well, no, this is that. super important because this is think you just like you arrive at it. <laughs> you know, hello, it's all together now, <laughs> and it's not like that for any of us. Any of no. us. No. And if somebody says that, I, you know, I don't know. Well, there's probably one. There's like two people on each <laughs> hemisphere, or whatever. But that's it. That's it. The rest of us have to figure it out. But um, yeah, yeah. So, with with that said, yes, yeah, so I was trying, hoping to be picked, and that someone would love me, and trying to make sure that um, I have my financial wherewithal together, so that I could take care of myself regardless of the outcome of the search for love. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, this is, so you fell right into the palm of my hands because, oh, yeah. yeah, no, this is really why I even wanted to do the podcast is I think those of us who are over 40 totally raise our hands saying, I mean, we can admit it or not about being picked <laughs> for love or at least finding love or something love, something mm -hmm. kids, something, you know, spouse, boyfriend, something like that, I think led so many of us, which is a natural development. I mean, in your 20s and your 30s, that's, you know, the common time in which you do have that. But I, to I, know that, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I disagree. It's not natural. Mm. It's placed mm -hmm. on us. It's conditioned. Yes. It's conditioned. Yes. Yeah. That are we are waiting for life to start when mm. someone shows up mm. as opposed to our life and ourselves in our lives being the point. Yes. Yes. And I think particularly for our generation, I think I think that conditioning is shifting a lot for younger generations. Oh, yeah. They're not having any of that. Yeah. They're not having any of that. But we, you know, and I, and I think this is where the rub, you know, to be self feels so foreign because it's like, well, I was given so many tools to do these other things, but these tools to step into self, where the hell is that? Like what, where, you know, where, where do we, where do we get that? Well, when you get the message that your fulfillment is outside yourself, then you get, you better get on the hunt, right? <laughs> I mean, because that's what it is. If your fulfillment is outside yourself, you have to go find it. Yeah. You got to get yeah. busy doing that. Yeah. So, ah, so yeah. good. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and thank you for like reframing that because that's a lot of what we talk about is this conditioned self versus real self and how yeah. do we, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's at all natural. I think it's a concerted, Centuries old, millennia mm. old construct. 
that's designed very specifically mm. to control specifically women. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and see that that's part two of our podcast episode okay. because there is <laughs> no 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 we're because I do think as women I mean that's a whole other can of of all the layers of conditioning and right. as women learning about being a woman and not the just the being that we've been conditioned to understand about right. ourselves. Um, so no, I totally agree. All right. So, okay. So we got to figure out then when did this click? When was it like, Oh, in fact, I maybe should publish some of this stuff. When did that start happening? So it started with fan fiction. And if you're a sci-fi fan out there, if you're in any type of fandom, then you know what fan fiction is. (laughs) Fan fiction is when, um, for those who don't are like, what? Um, it's, uh, when someone who's a fan of whatever it's, it could be a TV show, a book doesn't matter fan of something, they write a story based on that original idea or property and then post it on fanfic.net or other places Mm -hmm. it might be. Mm -hmm. And I I had started, actually, I watched the movie Twilight because I like vampires and I liked the movie enough. I was like, oh, I can't wait till the next one. They were like, oh, they're books. And I was like, wait, what? And so I went (laughs) and I bought all the books. And I was obsessed. And then I start, and when I go into a fandom, when I go deep, I go deep. <laughs> I don't go wide, I go deep. And so I started reading some of the fan fiction. And I was exposed to fan fiction because of the X-Files, which I okay. absolutely loved. And I killed a whole forest of trees back then when the X-Files, <laughs> you know, um, printing out all these fan fiction stories. And so it was in reading fan fiction and being inspired by these stories by these people who did it just because they loved it, just because they loved the yeah. characters. Yeah. And we're so generous about how they approach their work. But at that point, at that point I had a, Arya was, my son was three. <laughs> and so it was like, how would I write a story? Even if I wanted to. <laughs> um, and they were so generous about how they structured their lives with children and jobs and all these things so that they could do it. Mm. And I got an idea for a story and I decided I would try to write it. Um, and it was pure joy, mm. pure joy from beginning to end. Mm. Yes. I wrote it by hand, typed it up. I found an editor. She liked it. We posted People enjoyed it. Uh, you can go up and find it on my website. Um, yeah, and- I remember. I remember you said, and I was like, "Wait, wait, what? You wrote this?" Because you had at this time, I didn't even know that was That's an right. interest. Me like neither. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It was uh, called Spirit to Flesh, and it was a mashup. Yeah. Well, really, it was just the character names from Twilight, and then it was a whole other story um, that I loved called um, the Love Letter. That was like a Hallmark movie, and so I. I just, oh my gosh, I had so much fun doing it. And people responded and were kind and this, that, and the other. I still did not consider myself a writer at all. So my editor was like, oh, that was, you did such a great job when we finished posting it. She was like, what else do you have? I was like, oh, nothing. I'm not a writer. I just <laughs> have this story. You're already getting a sense. Cerise will get there, but Cerise is slow. <laughs> so, um, so then I was just thinking that. And then I was washing the dishes. Actually, it's almost 10. Well, no, it's uh, the 10 year anniversary when I published this book, but it, yeah. I think it was, it was 
2010. Okay. So you were yeah. approaching kind of your 40s, not quite yes, there. I wasn't quite there yet. Mm -hmm. um, I had, I was washing the dishes and I had this vision, like literally. I could see this black man from Tanzania who had ash blonde hair and like a cataract-like film over his eyes. And I knew the reason for that was because he was a seer and he was enslaved and he was given this drug called iridium. And I had that name in my head. Um, that was the reason that he had this set of freaky um, appearance. And there were people all over the world who were suffering the same fate mm. while I was washing the dishes. <laughs> and as a sci-fi fan since seven, I had on my hands an original idea for a story. Yeah. And I was so excited to see what would happen with this story. Because mm. I love, you know, I'm the kid who used to ask for a book instead of a toy when you took me to the store. Yeah. I didn't even know if I could write it, but I knew I was going to try. Mm. And that's what it took. Once I started outlining it, I found out that it was three books. I was like, well, there you go. And then I, <laughs> you know, my, well, you know, but I was in, I had to see how the story ended. And I felt so blessed that I had a story, like an original idea of my own. At that point, I was not planning to publish it. I was planning to post it on fan fiction. See how, and the truth is I did for the first book and mm. I got such great feedback. Yeah. And that's when I thought, huh. maybe, maybe I could like share this with a wider audience. That is, so I just love your story and I love the way you just described it. And what always makes me so excited is Cerise is just as excited as us in finding out what the story is going to be about. She's like, I don't know. I got to write it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a reader. I can't wait to finish it so I can read it. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And I don't know, you know, not being, you know, an author to that extent or writer, but I've never heard another, you know, author really talk about it in that kind of perspective or that lens of like, I don't know. I got to keep writing. I can't wait to like, you know, find out more about how this is going to kind of come together. And no, I just think, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to be sharing in our show notes and how people can really click in, but I really wanted to tap, tap in, you know, you're a part of our art voices matter where we're bringing in artists um, from all spectrums, all, whether it be dancer, whether it be writer, musician, and so forth. Um, and so I, I really want people to understand, cause I think so many times we just get the product and we right. just have these kind of fantasies right. of the people behind the product. Yes. I'm sitting on my couch with bonbons <laughs> coming up with alternate universes. No, I, can I say, I think part of why I am this way and I, I can't imagine ever losing it because I, because of the process, I don't come up with my stories. They come to me in dreams or visions. Like literally, I will just be seeing something and then suddenly this, I will see the story in my head. It just like, <laughs> and then I go and that's right. That's an official term, folks. <laughs> Clap. Um, then I will write it down. I will write down what, and then it will just come to me. So it's not like some writers, they really, like they are putting the story together. Yeah, I am not that yeah. kind of author at all. I'm yeah. more like a conduit. Mm. And so that's why I'm always the audience. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a different process, maybe it's different, but that's how it's always been for me. Mm. That's really good because I think those who maybe are curious about getting into writing and think there has to be an official one way or two way of going about it, anyway. you know, when I hear you say that, it feels very spiritual. It feels very um, innate, soulful. Um, when I hear visions, it's like higher self or something. You know, this healer is needing to come out and kind of get some things out, and you're the you're the vehicle, like right. to get it. Yeah. I feel that. That's why it just feels like such a blessing. It's yeah. such an incredible blessing because I get a story. But you know, you've heard me say this a million times. A blessing is not complete until it's shared. Yeah. So if you're blessed, you're supposed to bless, which is the reason I publish. Because these yeah. stories are not for me. After I dreamt it, I don't, you know, I got the story. <laughs> I mean, but the point is that the story is not for me. Right. Right. Even though it heals me, right. even though I'm privileged to be a part of this process, right. it's not really for, the gifts are not for you. Right, right. Yes, you and I talk about this all the time. And I, I, I too attempt so hard to share with people that just literally gift, meaning giving, <laughs> that is what it is about. That's and right. that's why you have to kind of step out of your own way Ooh. When it comes, yeah, when yeah. it comes to being an artist, which is very difficult because you're a human and, you know, you've got yeah, feelings. Yeah, it feels and, like it's all about you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you got to pick up the pen and you got to get, oh, it feels like so much about you. Yeah. And that's the, I guess that's the ego of it. That's the trick mm -hmm. of it is that it's mm -hmm. not, the truth is it's not about you at all. At all. Not even like a little. So that would make <laughs> you sad. It's really about. For me, it's about the characters mm. who have chosen me to tell a story mm -hmm. that someone else needs to hear. Mm. And literally, my part in it, the I they're like, you, you pick up that pen. And I'm I'm grateful that they've included me in the process because they could be talking to somebody else. You know what I mean? Don't have to talk to me. Well, do you do you ever say, no, I don't want to be the one for that? Do you ever get visions oh, yes. of stories? And okay. oh yes. God gave me a story. 10 years ago, it was a slave narrative. Mm. And I was like, well, you already know. I am not, I don't even want to do the research. Forget write the book. I don't even want to do the research for that. I'm going to be depressed for like a whole year. No, thank you. And I, now when I say no, thank you, keep in mind, I'm not stupid. I know that I've been given a gift, so I'm going to write it. But I told God that's going to be like the last book I ever write, like on my deathbed with the last <laughs> That's what I told God. Because I was like, I just cannot be the way, like I said, they come to me and I'm walking through the story with the characters. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. walk through slavery for a year with my character. Mm. I, I like literally that would yeah. haunt me. And I, yeah. I just, so yes, yeah, so I told God that <laughs> and God, but I wrote down the story because I dreamt it. I wrote it down mm -hmm. and I knew I was going to get to it. I was like, Lord, I'm going to be 98. <laughs> Go put this book out. And the pandemic happened and um, I found a way to turn it into a short story. Mm. Now it's out in the world. So I, I did what I had to do. <laughs> and, and it's not at all what I feared. Okay. I was it's, just going to ask you, did you, were you able to kind of release it in a way where you still feel connected, but yet freed? You know yes. what I mean? 
Yes, absolutely. It was because it it didn't turn out to be what I thought it was. And I really prayed about it. Because as I was I was as I was putting together stories for the collection, um the story came back and I was like, Lord, can we make this a short story <laughs> because I really would like not to have 400 pages of this. And mm-hmm. as I said that, I could see the angle. And yeah. it's a really powerful story. It's one of my favorite stories in the collection. Wow. Like I read it over. Yeah. Because wow. I well, want to be in her head. So so you're you're helping me come to the next place where I want to go. And I'm glad because I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, you're doing awesome. I mean, this is I I I think you're doing awesome because I want people to I think that your the way you're explaining this is very uniquely told. I don't know very many people who would explain their art of being such a vehicle, you know, of um, being such a mode of, of conveying, you know, stories. So I, I think it's great. But I also, you, you've mentioned, we're, and you and I have conversations all day about this, but you're bringing up God, you're bringing up, you know, I've said soul, so forth. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about self-care and mm-hmm. mind and body and soul mm-hmm. as an artist, as a person who also, though, has a very demanding you know, work schedule and children and all of the things. How the heck, what are you doing <laughs> to take care of yourself, especially at this after 40, which a lot of changes are happening in a lot of ways, not just yeah. in our physical, but just yeah. all over. Yes. What What are things that you do for self-care? So I'm really, again, very blessed because my writing is an escape. Mm. Like it's it's my happy place. I can drop down middle of any crazy. And if I'm in the middle of a story, whoosh, I'm suddenly in the middle of a forest. Mm. You know, with a yeah. with a troll. This is the story I'm writing now. <laughs> Who's about to go create things with his imagination. Mm. And it just, whatever's going on in my, whatever, ta- that is just like the beautiful, safe space. So my writing does that for me. Um, and when I'm not doing it, like I get a little twitch because <laughs> I can't tell I need that outlet. It's true. Yeah. Like an actual yeah. thing. Um, the other thing that I'm doing, you know, here's the big change in my 40s and particularly in my late 40s. Valuing myself. Mm. Like as a thought first, that then starts to express itself in your life. Mm. So I use, this is a very small example. And for those who have young children, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about here. Um, I used to not, not lotion my body because I needed to cut time. I needed to not stink. So I had to take that shower. <sighs> but I had to get dressed and get everybody everywhere they needed to go. And so I stopped lotioning my body. Mm. And I have dry skin, y'all. It wasn't cute, you know, just alligator. It was, and I was just like, I, I just gotta go. I don't, I don't cry for myself. Making wow. time, but when you yeah. value yourself, you treat yourself differently. Mm-hmm. I remember you posted something a long time ago. It was a picture of a guy on a road, and he said, "I want to build a life I don't have to take a vacation from." Yep. So self care is not about taking time from the crazy to get yourself a pedicure although that might be part of how you do that right 
Self-care is a recognition, a recognition and a conviction that you are worth your time. Mm. You are worth your time. You're worth your time to drink your water. Yes, you got to go and you're holding it in your bladder because you don't, because you got to go and somebody needs something. You are worth going to the bathroom. Yes, you are. You haven't yep. eaten that everybody else all day, but you haven't eaten. You are worth your time. And just like you wait for everybody else, guess what? Everything else can wait for you. Absolutely. You have to. So, and as I've gotten older, that has become not an aspiration, but a discipline mm. for myself. Mm. Because if you're used to not thinking of yourself as worth your time and worthy, in, like everything else, it's a practice. Right. It's a mantra that right. you have to keep retraining your brain. Oh no, I don't have to hold my bladder. I can go to. The <laughs> I can bathroom. go. I can go. Yes, I have to pee. It's like yep. TMI. Like, why does my bladder so much? Anyway, no, it's, like, it's I good. Can eat. I deserve rest. Yes, there are all these things that have to be done, but you know what? I'm about to lay down. I know I owe somebody that call back. I own 10 people that call back. You know what I'm about to do right now? Lay down. Lay down. Because yeah. the most important thing going on in your life is you. Is you. Is and that sounds, I, I immediately could hear, I don't know whoever's going to hear it, think that's the most selfish thing in the world. Here is what I mean by that. Here is why that is true. It's true because, of course, <laughs> It's not true because the phone's ringing. That's not why it's true. It's, it's true because you are the engine mm. of your life. You're the you are what you life. give to everyone around you. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't have yourself, what are you giving? Absolutely. No. Yeah. Well, you said that. Perfectly. And I, you know what, you said that adamantly, and I'm glad that you said that adamantly, because I think to me at this stage of life, I mean, we, you know, once we're over 40, approaching 50, over 50, what have you, I mean, intellectually, we done learned a lot of stuff. There's very, yeah, you know, you, little things. You we know don't it. Know. Right. You don't emote it. You don't have it in the heart space. And this is the part that I'm always stressing upon people it's because what happened is because you know it you'll disconnect from the 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 knowing the inner knowing the heart of it but when yeah. you just said that adamantly and used examples of peeing you know keeping it that basic it's because we've all done it we've all done well no i gotta you know take care of this or do that before i take care of me even in going to eat or going to go to the restroom yeah you know um, so I just appreciate that you, you know, and I, I hope everyone, you know, this idea of selfishness, and I would say since COVID people are, I think, beginning to kind of say, huh, <laughs> huh, maybe I need to kind of think about things differently, but I think we still have a long road, you it's, know? Yeah. It's hard because it's the antithesis of what, you know, I feel like women in my generation were taught. Absolutely. You know, your, your validation was in how happy you made everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And not seeing yourself as sort of the seed of happiness. I'm just, just coming to me. 
yeah. you know, as you were the producer of happiness as opposed right. to the seed, right? meaning you flourish and that bloom of yourself makes other people happy, but you are not then going out and make, <laughs> you, are, you are just the thing itself. And if you You're see somebody, will, some people will see you and be like, oh, I'm so happy. Some people will be like, ugh. Right. That's all fine because we're all not for everybody. We're all not for not everybody. everybody. That's fine. And that's but, another thing I think our generation, you know, you know, this, you know, again, intellectually, I know I'm not supposed to please everybody. But again, really, yeah. They say that, but you are. Because guess what? You know how you know? Because when you don't, watch the attitude. Right, right, right. And learning how to feel so clear in yourself that you can detach from the attitude and you recognize that's their journey. I mean, I think that's for me been the biggest lesson is learning how to allow other people to have their process yes. and to have their journey, which is super duper hard for, you know me personally, super duper hard for me um, coming, especially from a helping profession, you know, where I've not only feel it, you know, soulfully, but I've been trained on how, <laughs> you know, how to sweep in and really, you know, help that person. So um, this is awesome. Well, we're, we're getting to our timeline and there's just two things I want to ask you before we, you know, wrap up. Um, actually one main, no, no, two things. We'll say two things. And then I'll let you share anything that's coming up and how people can really get into your books and get into your virtuous con and all those things. But before we get to that, what advice would you give your 20-something-year-old self now that you know what you know now? You're enough. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. be fine. <laughs> Trust yourself. Yeah. Trust. Instead of overriding your instincts, trust them. They're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of reflecting and journaling and processing in this notion of trust and particularly trust as we understand it for um, self and the mm. difference between trust and faith. Oh, wow. Because they're different. They're different. Yeah. And I realize I've had a ton of faith, a ton of belief, a ton of even value, but the trust hasn't really been there. So the trust of just, okay, now lean in. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I know that to be true. So if that is to be true, then be it. And I, I, I do think, you know, that's, that's something. It was really, it was a hard pill for me. It still is because I, I see myself in action, being able to tell other people and being able to really have this really, I think, beautiful belief system yeah. and still not allow myself to go in spaces um, leaning on the trust that it's going to be um. okay. You know, it's, it's similar. And I talked about this with someone else before it's similar to getting in a pool. We know that once you put your head under, it's going to be warmer. It's, it can be freezing water and you'll know, and you'll just standing in the cold and you know, if I just put my head down really quick, this is going to warm up. And I know that because experience people told me, I know it. So trust it. And that's why children, I think bloom so beautifully because they're not so conditioned yet. They're like, oh, well, that's is that. So I'll just go do it. And then they do it and they trust. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. This is my last question. And then you can share what, and I know you like music 
a lot, but I did ask this question. I did prep you with this. Yes, so. you did. And I thought of okay. it. Okay. So what is your theme song? Right now, it's got to be from Beyonce's Renaissance album. <laughs> Cozy, <Yeah>. heated. <laughs> it depends on the day. Like after this, I'm going to go for a walk. I don't know which one I'm going to start with. <laughs> Could be move. <laughs> Could be this is see see this is why we can't end an interview on time because I'm just going. All right, so I'm gonna say today <laughs> it's Alien Superstar. Alien Superstar. All right, I'm gonna write that down. That will go. We're building the pod or not? Well, it's the podcast Spotify playlist. Oh, I um, love it. Yes, and it won't be completely done until because we gotta we gotta rack up the songs from yeah. the from the guests. I love it. But yeah, we talked about yeah B's album. This one. She, 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 uh, you know, I've been a little disconnected from her for, for, oh, for yeah. a minute. Well, you but know. She's, yeah. yeah. She's right. bright though. She's a, she's a very, um, very bright artist and knows where to go. So, all right. Share with others. How can people dig into your books? And then if you have an upcoming event, oh, man. share the goods. So you can just go to CeriseRennieMurphy.com. Just start there. <laughs> it's the best way. <laughs> it's all there. And she has a beautiful website. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> we're redoing it. We're redoing it because I realized I want to be more connected. And I didn't really have a vision. This is a whole other thing. I didn't really have a vision for what I wanted it to be until like literally a week and a half ago. <laughs> okay. Well, for so now. This is what it was. It was yes. About it's going to change. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually we're pre-recording. So by the time this comes out, because this is actually going to be released a little bit later than because I'm batch recording. So. Okay. Nice. Um, it'll be released very close to your birthday, actually. Oh, my. Yeah. So maybe by then it will, uh, your site will be up. And then social media. Can, should, can people follow social media or would you yes. prefer just go this to the website? This is one of the self-care. Kenny will tell you. <laughs> If I don't have anything to post, I don't feel, I don't have, I feel, I have fear of missing out on me. That's what I have fear of. <laughs> so I don't have fear of missing out on anything else. So then that twice a month, if we're lucky, if we're in a good month, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram um, at Cerise R. Murphy. Twitter, I have an account, but I'm never there. And Facebook, <laughs> even less. So <laughs> I do do my own posts. And when I do post something, it's something I'm really excited about. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. quantity, but hopefully I'm quality. <laughs> <laughs> it is quality. And you do post stories. I think yes. that you will share other things that's going on or things that have kind of inspired yeah. you through your stories. Right. So. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like y'all. <laughs> No, she that I'm glad that you step into that and just like, yeah, this is what it is because social media is not the listen, it's just not the start all be all. It just it isn't, even especially at this stage of life when you're doing so many things. So I'm with it. Well, this has been beautiful. Oh just beautiful. It has been fun. It's good to see you. Yes, it's super good to see you. And we're gonna continue for just like a few more moments in our bonus. Um, so those of you who are not a Patreon subscriber, you don't get to see or hear this. I know. So if you're like, no, 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 I wanna see this woman named Cerise Rennie Murphy, or I want to hear more advice that she will have to give, which is what's gonna be in the bonus. And she's gonna share something that she didn't get a chance to share here. So if you want all that, just go to patreon.com slash finding your voice. So that is it. We're going to pause for a moment. 
thank you again. We can say thank you to our audience for listening. Thank you for being Thanks. here with us. Yes. And we will be back again next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40. To submit questions, email info at findingyourvoiceafter40.com.